Karen. Hi, Karen. <laughs> I was going to do the introduction for you, but I realized I don't want to mess it up because you know a lot of stuff, uh, especially when it comes to live streaming mm -hmm. and uh, ways that artists can actually make money and potentially make a living doing live streaming from the comfort of their own home or uh, any location they choose. So could I get you to introduce yourself a little better than I just did? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm super happy to. Um, yeah, so um, mostly what I do, I do strategy and business development for tech startups in the entertainment space. I've been doing that for um, a long time. And through the course of doing that, um, sort of discovered live streaming and got a little, a little bit obsessed with it. Um, just to say the least. Um, so the last few years I've been focusing mostly on um, a handful of clients and mostly live streaming. So um, I started off on you now doing a show called Twitch for musicians. Uh, sorry, no, <laughs> a show called ask an adult. And uh, I had to kind of figure out what this whole live streaming thing was all about. And I figured I really couldn't do that unless I started streaming myself. So I did a show on you now and figured out what people were really there for, why, why they were paying, why it was interesting to them, why they'd show up, why anybody would want to do it. And then I started looking at other live stream services and stumbled across the music category on Twitch, which was fascinating and um, went pretty hard on that. And then ended up just writing a book and an online course called Twitch for Musicians, because I think it's such an amazing resource for musicians um that they should know about it and they should know how to use it and it's uh it's a little complicated yeah definitely and you know that's part of the reason why i wanted to get you on here today is uh a little bit for myself as well just i still can't wrap my head around it it's um i guess i'm one of those people that says it seems really hard it seems really difficult because I don't know where to start or I don't have the right equipment. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all kinds of reasons that artists don't start something new. And, um, you know, to see what you've done and the, the way that you actually put it out as a book and a, a course as well to make this information accessible. Um, obviously, you must have been getting a lot of these questions yourself. So, um, you know, if an artist were to come up to you right now and say, I really want to spend more time connecting with my fans and I'd love to make money from live streaming, but I'm terrified. Where should I begin? What would you say to them? I would say that it is, it is a little complicated to get it started, but you actually have pretty much all the gear you all you need. Um, it's, it's um, the average person probably wouldn't have all the equipment because you're an artist. You, I bet you do. I bet you have a good microphone. I bet you have a good um, digital audio interface because you're probably already um, you're probably already using Ableton and, and Pro Tools and everything and putting everything from your mix your analog mixer into your computer. So you've you've got that. Um, a comp uh, camera is not hard to get. Lighting is not hard to get. So I think that you have most of what you need. It's just a matter of learning how to do it. And that was the complicated bit for me. So I started a channel called In Rotation which was meant to feature artists, and I still do this, uh, meant to feature artists who wanna try Twitch but don't wanna actually start their own channel. So I would just guest them, sort of video conference them into my channel. 
um, and moderate the chat, maybe interview them if they want me to. If they don't, that's, that's totally fine. And that would be their first step into it. So that was sort of my first, the first thing that I did with this. Um, and then, you know, through launching a channel, I realized how complicated it can be because there's there's three platforms and two monetization systems and they kind of all they kind of all do that so um that's why i wrote the book so once once you um learn how to do it it's great it's fine you just go and, and then it's just a matter of the time you put into it and um what you do to market yourself once you're there um but yeah it's uh it's it's complicated and easy all at the same time <laughs> I, I, it's complicated but i think i feel like i make it easy yeah, it's it's one of those things. It it always seems complicated, and until you actually know, and then all, and then you realize it's actually the easiest thing in the world. And to be able to explain it to somebody else and to get them out of their comfort zone to take that step is a skill in itself. Right. And uh, you know, it's uh, there's so many times where I've found myself trying to explain to someone something as basic as here's how you create a playlist, and to me, it seems easy, but to them, it's still terrifying because they haven't ever actually done it before. Um, well, it's also, it's putting yourself out there in a way you're not used to. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned with the equipment side of things. I mean, if you're a musician, it's safe to assume that you have a quiet space in your house where you record, even if that's on a $10 microphone, even if it's on your your microphone built into your computer, it's... Uh, I, I've heard people that have done it. It's um, you can always find space and you can always use what you have, especially at the beginning. There's no need to go out and have a $500 pro microphone as nice as that would be. It's, it's not necessary if that's the reason that you're holding back from starting. Yeah, for sure. There's actually, there are really good USB microphones that are pretty affordable. Rode has some, um, Yeti has some for sure. But all you really need is the uh, the audio interface, the USB audio interface, and you can plug all of your XLR stuff into that. There's a USB out that goes straight into your computer, and, and off you go. And if again, if you're if you're an artist and you're recording at home, you probably have a decent XLR mic, and that's really all you need. Um, so yeah, I mean, I do, I really feel like musicians are lucky because they they have a lot of the gear already. I don't think they realize that, but but they do. And people are literally streaming you know, from their bedrooms. I, I see their bed in in, in, the, in the background. Um, and, or they have a room where they've kind of made it their studio or it's part of the living room. Or, I mean, it's, the thing about streaming is it's really casual. It's not meant to be these really, you know, glossy, highly edited, perfect filtered Instagram, YouTube style videos. You're meant to feel like you're hanging out with the artist. I mean, that is how you build intimacy with an audience is if you can kind of bring the walls down a bit and just say, come on over for some music and beers and we're going to hang out and, you know, shoot the shit together. That's, that's really the sort of magic that happens during live streaming. Yeah. And that kind of draws some similarities with podcasts as well. And the feeling of when you listen to a podcast, you feel like you're part of a conversation that's happening, even though you weren't actually there at the time, mm -hmm. you listen to it and you go, I feel like I'm part of this. I feel like this is my group of friends and I could chime in right now with my opinion or um, ask a question as well. And that's how it really should be. And, you know, like you mentioned, it, it's not about, I mean, yeah, you'd probably like to see a more interesting background behind me, but that's not the purpose of this. It's, uh, you know, not, in all honesty, nobody would want to see me sitting on the beach right now with my feet in the ocean 
while they're sitting there on their computer watching this. It's it's real. It's it's a conversation. Uh, we're engaging with anyone that wants to engage with us, and that's that's what it's all about. It's it's not about showing off. You know, look at look at my studio that I have. It's I want to share something with you right now, and I don't need anything extra to be able to do that. Yeah, all you need to do is just make the room kind of vibey. And you can do that with lighting. You, I mean, you can do that with Christmas lights. You can do that with some, you know, inexpensive up lights that you would find uh, anywhere on Amazon, American DJ, any of these companies have them. You might already have them because you play out. Um, just make it feel like, like they are sort of coming over to your clubhouse. So however you want to decorate that. Some people get really crazy with it. Um, but all your, I mean, I, but some people seriously sit at their desk and they've got a little like, you know, candle and maybe a Himalayan pink salt lamp or something. And it's just enough light on their face to look kind of moody and they do acoustic stuff. And that's great. It's totally fine. Yeah, that's really cool. And um, I do, I really enjoy the setup that you've got there as well. And like you said, it it's doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of work. You know, you can get some curtains, some sheets, yeah. some extra lights. I mean, off camera, we had a discussion about the the lighting rig that I picked up uh, for $15 online. And it's, um, you know, it's the little things like that. It, it doesn't have to be an expensive setup. And um, there's, there's really nothing stopping you from getting started. Yeah. I do recommend having maybe a couple of ring lights on your face because sometimes it's not so easy to get front facing light on you. I mean, fortunately I have windows that I'm facing, so I have natural light. Um, but I do have those, those ring lights that clamp to the desk and like you, you can like make them go where you want. And they even have filters. They're really nice. They're, there's like the, the kind of white blue light and then they have like the um, amber light and then there's kind of a pink light and it's all right in the controls. I don't know. I think I spent maybe 50 bucks on those at that. Like it's, it's really more accessible than you think it is. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess, you know, we've talked about the setup and what, what it really takes to get started, which is not that much at all. Uh, when an artist gets started and they begin streaming, if they're stuck for ideas, I mean, obviously one is you can simply say, just pick up your instrument and start playing. But are there sort of any prompts or any cues that you could give to them if they get stuck and as soon as they go live on camera, they get lost as to what they should do next or where they should take the, uh, the live stream? Sure. So, I mean, this is definitely a question that I get from artists. What, what do I do once I go live? And that's, that's a thing that I kind of had to figure out when I was on you now, because I'm like, what, what am I going to talk about? Who's going to be here? Do I just talk to uh, a camera with zero people in the chat room until someone shows up and then act like nothing is different? <laughs> what do you, like, what do you do? Um, it's pretty easy um, with music. It's a little weird when you're a talking head like I was, because um, you literally do talk to a camera until somebody shows up. Uh, but when you're playing music, you can just sit there and play music um, like you normally would. Think of it as a little rehearsal. And then when people show up um, as viewers and they start making comments in the chat, then that's when you can um, start interacting with them. And um, what people on Twitch love to do is make requests. So there's and there's you'll sort of find that there's like common questions, I mean, common um, songs that people most often request. Um, but, you, you know, do your originals. Uh, if you do covers, that's fantastic. If you can make a song list and put it on your channel page, a channel page is kind of like a profile page. You have your um, streaming video there, you have a chat, 
And then you have um, a big space under your video where you can fill it with all kinds of information about you. And you can put a link to your song list there. So people know what kinds of things they can request. Basically, they want to be interactive with you. If they like your music and they like you as a creator, meaning they like your personality, they just kind of want to hang out with you, then they want to start participating. And participating could be chatting. It could be requesting songs. Um, it could be donating. It could be subscribing. It could be a lot of things. So um, sort of be prepared and have some things for them to do once they show up. Okay, very cool. Yeah, and um, this may be a little bit of a cheekier question slash suggestion, but uh, do you feel like when they do their initial live streams, they may try and get a few friends lined up to attend and just start the engagement early on? So if they go live, instead of having no people, they may have a friend come on who can start the comments going Kind of like when people put a few dollars in the tip jar at the start of the day to make it look like somebody's already put something in there. Have you seen that with artists where for the first few live streams, they may ask fellow artists or friends to join them and just sort of give them a little bit of encouragement as well? For, yeah, for sure I have. And I've also seen artists who have a fan base go on Twitch and not tell their fan base and just try it dry, basically, just to see what would happen. And they do fine. Okay. You really only need like maybe 10 people watching to have a really good time. That's a conversation. Like you and 10 other people and figure probably three or four of those 10 are really being chatty. That's a conversation. That's fun. You're having fun. They're having fun. Um, and the more people you have in, uh, in your, in, well, viewing, whether they're in your chat, chatting or not, but viewing, the higher you go in the ranking of who's live right now. And fortunately, we're in the early stages still for music. So it's not that hard to get high in those rankings. Like if you were to look at who's live on Fortnite right now on Twitch, you would start with someone who has 20,000 viewers and then you'd go down to 15 and then you'd go down to 10 and then everything from 10 to 10,000 to 1,000 would be, you know, a lot of scrolling down. And then the 1,000 to, you know what I'm saying? Down, you'd be going down and down and down before you finally found someone who had, 20 viewers. So the chance of you getting discovered there is ridiculous. Not so true with music. When you go to music, the usually the highest uh, viewership is 500 to 800. And then it goes down pretty sharply within, I don't know, five or six streams. Um, it'll go down to like 200, 100, and then kind of go down by tens there. So people could scroll down you know, maybe I was counted by how many times I scroll on, on my mouse, maybe like five, five scrolls down and they could see someone who has like 20 viewers. So you're, you're fairly discoverable. And the good thing is that a lot of people like small communities because they feel like they can, they can relate better. Um, they can get more involved in the community. They're not one of a hundred people who are commenting all at the same time. I guess they feel like they just kind of get a little more airtime themselves um, and get yeah. to know people. So there are, there are a lot of viewers who just like to check out new streamers and check out, you know, small communities like that. Yeah. And what I like about it is that it's, it's your own live TV show, I guess you could say, that you can decide when you want to go live, what you want to say, what you want to perform, and uh, who your audience is somewhat as well. 
And you're really in control of that. You don't have to wait for somebody to say, hey, Karen, I'd love you to get on camera and do this. Yeah. You can just go, no, I have something I want to share. I want to get online right now and share it. And it, it's really cool that there is that freedom for an artist to be able to do that. Uh, one thing that I we haven't really touched on yet, but the another exciting part about this is the fact that you can actually be making money while you're live streaming. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to get into that as well because I know that there's a number of artists out there who, number one, have never live streamed, but number two, didn't know that you could actually start to generate some some decent income from this as you grow your audience and from people who start to contribute and support you whenever you host these live streams as well. This is the part that blows me away yeah. about live streaming. This is, the, this is why I'm kind of obsessed and more or less dropped everything this year you know to focus on this because it's ju it's just so so fascinating so i've been in digital music for a really long time um i worked at the raa when they were suing napster just to see how far it goes back and worked with some startups music specific startups before that um i worked for the mobile entertainment forum right before the app market developed um when you know meaning before we had ios and android and these app platforms and it was complicated to put music up. Uh, and then from that point on, that's when I started doing consulting and strategy and biz dev. So I've literally seen this entire industry, you know, form and crash and form and crash and form and crash. So, um, and, and, and it's, it's always been for artists making money. It's been um, downloads, right? That was a thing for a while. And then streaming. Um, and then creating an audience and getting brand sponsorships. Those are like the three big ways kind of online, how you can actually make money. Everything else is merchant touring and everything you do offline, but that's pretty much like how it works. Especially if you're an influencer, um, a YouTube um, influencer, a YouTube artist or whatever, uh, you're really banking on getting hundreds of thousands, millions of views, and then the advertising adding up to something significant with that. And it's just not at all the way it works on live streaming. In live streaming, it's a little more like Patreon, um, where people can subscribe to your channel. Uh, once you qualify, by the way, you have to qualify to, um, you have to qualify for Twitch's monetization program. And there's two different levels to it. We won't get into it now, but it's all in the book. Uh, but you, it's not too hard to qualify for it. Um, so people subscribe and subscriptions are preset at $5, 10 and $25 a month. You can guess that the most popular one is $5 a month. And if they subscribe, um, you can do subscription-only broadcasts. You can do subscription-only chat. I only recommend that if you have a crazy number of viewers and you're trying to siphon it out a little bit. Um, but the big thing that they really want is the emoji. So you can create your own custom emoji for use in your chat and everybody else's chat. But those emoji on Twitch are called emotes. Um, and the more subscribers you have, the more emotes you can create. And those are really good fun because you can make the emotes very specific to you. You can make them interactive with songs. You can make them inside jokes. You can do all kinds of things. And it's really fun for your community to be able to use the emotes. So that's one way you can make money. The other way you make money is virtual currency. So Twitch sells virtual currency. They're called bits. People buy bits and they can spend bits on um, what's called cheer motes. So um, they can, they, well, they, I think they can, they can just give you bits or they can buy a cheer moat. And a cheer moat is sort of like an animated 
GIF that you can make pop up on the creator's screen. So those are the two ways you can make money through Twitch. Off Twitch, you can make money right away. So um, you're going to use uh, streamer services. There's Streamlabs and Stream Elements. Those are the two big ones. They're very, very, very similar. Um, just pick. There's there's a few differences of things that are, they do better than the other, but by and large, they're they're pretty much the same. You connect your PayPal with that, or you can even use their um, their personal credit card processing service, and you can take donations through that. And when someone makes a donation, you can um, make an alert pop up in your chat. Um, and or on your screen. So that can be really fun too. Someone donates, you know, five, ten dollars, whatever it is, that'll pop up on the screen saying, you know, so and so donated five dollars, and everyone goes, Oh my god, they donated five dollars. And you get the person who donated says, Oh, look, that's my name. <laughs> and the creator goes, Thanks for donating. And it's you know, it's kind of fun all around, basically. And um Streamlabs doesn't take any percentage off of that. It's just whatever PayPal takes and whatever the credit card company takes, which is usually like 3%. So that's a really good deal. Twitch takes 50% of your um, subscriptions and they take, um, I want to say it's 20, I think it's 20%, 20 or 30%, I forget, um, of your bits. So um, it's great to have subs, but you know, half of money goes to Twitch. Wow. Um, yeah. But if you're taking money for re song requests, that generally goes through your stream labs and your stream elements. And there are people who get, you know, three, five, ten, twenty dollars per song request. So you can imagine if you're doing a couple hours, three hours worth of music, that can really add up. And people can um, more than one person can request one song um, as long as there's money behind that request. So you could have five people putting five dollars down on one song and now you've made 25 dollars for that song wow it's incredible yeah yeah that i mean it's mind-blowing but i mean we've we've all done it in yeah. one way or another whether it's supporting an app that you like and spending right. a few dollars um to donate i guess you could say i don't know why i did that it is a donation but um yeah, yeah i and I really like the fact that it is direct to the creator. They get to see it instantly. It's like walking up to a performer in the street and putting money in their tip cup. I mean, yes, somebody's reaching in and taking a cut out of that, but you, they still get to see that and they know that it came from you and they acknowledge 100, it. 100%. And that's honestly why they do it. Here, here is what I found was happening when I was, um, oh, Thanks so much. Oh, I guess it's you. Oh, both of our books. Oh, it's amazing. I know. We, we have a fan, Mike. We're getting a little bit of love here. Um, so uh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, this is live. So as comments roll in, they're not all going directly up, um, yeah. of course, but we will post them up as well. I'll try not to distract you too much here, but uh, sure, I think sure. that no, was worth putting up. So okay, thank so, you for that. So yeah, so um, I will tell you, this, this is what's happening. In my opinion, this is what is happening on these streams and i this is what i found out when i was doing you now i didn't get to the point where i was making money on you now but if i were to continue to have done it then i i certainly would have um people are looking for a connection they are looking for community and that's actually what's winning out a little bit over content when it comes to live streaming so you have to have the content to bond over right but there could be 10 different people live streaming that same content. 
10 different ways. And you're going to either like some or not like some, but you're going to, you know, each one has their own little communities. So it's all about finding the community that speaks to you. So there's the community um, between the creator and the viewer. There is another community between all the viewers, like these, the ones who go see music on Twitch all tend to know each other after a while. It's really kind of cool. And they have their own side conversations that have nothing to do with the creator. Um, and then there's a whole other community, um, kind of a, a B2B community, if you will, uh, between all of the creators themselves, all the musicians themselves. So that's all the communities that are going on. But the reason that people will open their wallets is because they feel a part of something they feel like they are getting true value out of what they're giving and it's a very human nature response to want to give something of value when you feel like you're getting something of value so if you feel like you're getting a lot of value from the stream you're being recognized and appreciated they're playing songs you like you enjoy the creator you're having a good time you know you know that they're just doing this out of their living room their bedroom they don't have you know it's not like MTV is paying for this or anything, you know, you want to see that person come back. Um, so, so you're inclined to want to pay. And then Twitch and Streamlabs and Stream Elements have some fun interactive ways of paying that and some are very low engagement and some are very high engagement. Um, so you can kind of, you can kind of like find where you fit in. Um, but it's, it's like this, it's like the in-app purchase. It's freemium. It's freemium yeah. entertainment, the same way that games are freemium, the same way that games have in-app purchases, the way you, you can play the game for free, but it's a lot more fun if you buy the flashy sword. You know, it's a lot yeah. more fun if you buy the cool hat. Like that's that's kind of what this is like only for music. Yeah, that's it. And, um, you know, obviously having those emojis show that you've um, contributed as well and it's a way of instantly getting everyone else to notice you but also directing that to the creator to say, I appreciate you, here's my $5 emoji coming at you. Like, that is awesome. Um, are there ways that fans can be acknowledged or rewarded for being, say, a super fan? Um you know, obviously they can get shout outs directly in the video feed, but are there are other ways that uh, other people may recognize them within these communities and see that, oh, here's some super fans of this artist. So, you know, super fans end up being moderators. Okay. So you can assign anybody to moderate your chat. Um, and you, you end up having a kind of gang of moderators, so to speak, because when, when you get to a certain level, it's too hard to, to create music and stream it and play your song and also keep an eye on the chat and keep the chat clean or, you know, whatever your chat rules are. So the super fans end up wanting to moderate, which is a way of going deeper into the community. It's a way of having sort of a position in the community, if that makes sense. So that's sort of how superfans manifest on, um, on Twitch. Um, superfans definitely go to TwitchCon and, and they meet the streamers. You know, they might also be budding streamers themselves, um, but they definitely meet them. Um, the streamers, uh, music streamers will often go to um, 
game conferences, game events, uh, PAX East, E3, that sort of thing. And they'll show up and they'll do shows around there and the fans will go to that. So that's kind of like where the super fan level comes in. There isn't really like a structure. Um, I mean, if you're paying 25 bucks a month and you, there's, there's, honestly, there really aren't that many more perks. Oh, I know. A super fan probably would join your Patreon. Okay. You, you wouldn't think that people would have a Patreon if they're already offering a subscription on their Twitch, but they do. And okay. gamers have it and uh, the creative streamers, a lot of the creative streamers also have it. So that's where you can go and, you know, do all of that. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it really is a way, like we said, of connecting the fans and making them feel closer to the artists as well. And uh, it's it's another way that they can engage together. And I have no doubt that it has led to some pretty great opportunities for those fans. I mean, I'm sure I've seen previous examples of artists that have rewarded their super fans with an invitation to a private show and mm -hmm. things like that. So. Um, it really can be a way for you to get closer to them and um, to show them how much you appreciate their music. And for a lot of musicians out there, it can be a struggle. I mean, not just financially, but emotionally, the amount of time, the amount of effort that you put into this to go online and see people who tell you they appreciate you, uh, want to hear from you and want to talk to you and also are happy to contribute money towards you. You know, that must be a really good feeling for a musician because sometimes it can be a very lonely, very quiet place and you don't know who's out there, who's enjoying this, who's connecting with with your music and until you get on there and you put yourself out there. Like you said, some people just jump straight on Twitch and immediately they start to get an audience and they didn't even have to go on their other social media platforms and tell people that they were doing that. So yeah. It's really yeah. refreshing to hear. Yeah. The, and, and, and back to, to your, your point about um, incentivizing fans and rewarding fans. I mean, there are some just really low dollar ways of doing that. One artist I manage, um, Megan Lenius, who's a fairly big music streamer on Twitch. Um, if you, if you hit a certain level, she'll write your name on her chair. She has a chair, just like, like an office chair. And she'll take a like a white, you know, sharpie basically, and and, and write your name on it. Um, Marina V, uh, I produce her channel. If you um, if you pay for a song request, she'll send you a little guitar pick. Uh, it's, it's the Marina V show guitar pick, and she'll mail that to you. And um, she generally also um, throws in. She's from Russia. She's been here probably twenty years, but she's from Russia. Um, so she brings a lot of her Russian culture into her show. And so if you get a guitar pick, she'll also um, throw in a little Russian postcard and write you a note on it. So there's lots of things that she does to, um, to get people um, to feel like, you know, they're appreciated. They're appreciated for showing up. They're appreciated for donating. Um, we value you. We have a good time with you. Come back next time. Bring your friends. Like, like all of that. She's actually really good at that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, stories like that are important. People need to know, you know, about hearing it from another artist and, and hearing how it's worked for them, I yeah. think, really helps. Because, you know, we're not just here going, go and do this. You know, we're, we're speaking from experience with other artists where they've gone and done exactly this and it's worked out well for them. Mm -hmm.
Um, and, you know, with, with these platforms, I mean, not just Twitch, but most of these platforms where you can go live on them and in ways you can monetize, they're not even charging a fee to get online and, and just turn your camera on. Uh, you know, there's there's usually a free option at least where you can get in there and, and you can start streaming immediately. There's there's no extra extra fees or charges. As you mentioned, yes, they're going to make a cut from that, but that is to help keep them running and keep them live. I mean, I noticed... Um, just recently, uh, I saw actually you posted on Instagram, I believe, about a live streaming platform that recently closed down. Yeah, and, uh, this week. Yeah, I was bummed about that. I, I was having, I had an eye on them. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it's it's safe to say that the reason for a lot of these not not succeeding, I don't want to say not succeeding, but um, not being able to keep operating is if they're not making money. Um, so. Yes, they do need to make a cut as well. And uh, but at the same time, if they're giving you a platform that is helping you to generate money, uh, then that's money you weren't going to get if you didn't go online and hit that button and and start streaming. Yeah, sure. Um, and also, you know, look, live streaming is a tough game, um, and I've seen it work with things that have mass appeal. So teenagers, right? So you now and Live Me does pretty well because they have teenagers. Um, we're talking about live, like community live stream platforms. We're not talking about Facebook or, or YouTube or Instagram or any other massive service that also has live stream. We're talking about pure play live stream platforms. So um, you now Live Me, they do pretty well because it's teenagers. It's basically the YouTube crowd, right? So that's pretty big, pretty big audience. And Twitch is gamers, and Mixer is gamers, and Caffeine is gamers. Um, Mixer and Caffeine are pretty new in the last couple of years compared to Twitch, who's been around for probably like eight or nine. Um, but they are—they're uh, kind of going after this gamer crowd. So that's, that's pretty massive. Like we don't really think about it unless you are a gamer. But it's a massive industry. Esports is a massive industry. Game publishing is a massive, it's like a multi-billion dollar industry. It's probably bigger than movies. Um, so, so if you nest other topics in with that, those topics have a chance, right? So, but if you have kind of a niche topic like music um, as a standalone platform, it's a little more difficult because the idea of live streaming isn't really a mainstream idea yet. It's seen as something that teenagers do and gamers do, but not everybody does the way that everybody does YouTube or everybody does Instagram. Do you know what I mean? So I yep. mean, I just sort of found even with my book, which I thought there'd be a lot of interest around it because these artists are doing so great. And um, Twitch has a music department now and they're really pushing it and they're getting press around it. But I even found with promoting my book that the first thing I had to do was educate people what it is and why would you do it and how complicated is it and what are the rewards those are the four things i have to get out of the way before i can even get to and i have a book <laughs> you know yeah so imagine having an entire platform i'm just selling a book i'm not like i don't get rewarded there's no vig to me when someone joins a twitch you know joins twitch with a channel like it doesn't pay me for that i only get rewarded when i sell a book or sell an online course so that's kind of all i that's kind of where it ends for me is just getting people to to take that step 
It's Twitch's responsibility to do the rest. Imagine if I had a live stream platform where I not only had to convince artists to try this, but educate them on how to do it and then have them do it on a regular basis when I didn't necessarily have a big user base now. The good thing with Twitch is that there's 15 million daily active users. Yeah. I would say that the, the crumbs that fall off the mountain of viewership on Twitch is enough to sustain a niche category like music at this moment, which is why I think Twitch is probably the best place to do it because there's, there's always like this cycle of, of um, viewers coming through and Twitch is getting better about finding a place for niche categories, niche meaning sort of non-music, non-gaming categories um, within their recommendations, especially if you've watched a couple of music streams, you'll start seeing that on the front page in your personal algorithmic recommendations. So they're getting better at surfacing it to the average person. They're also getting better at um, putting big, big or bigger uh, music streamers on the front page. The front page is at the very top of the Twitch page, or like this carousel of live streams. It's about like eight or so live streams. And if you can get in that carousel, you'll probably get, you know, a few thousand concurrent viewers, which is really, really good. Um, it's really hard to get in that carousel. But because they're putting more musicians in there, people are becoming aware that Twitch has music. Mm. And they generally put people up there who are good <laughs> and are good at, you know, good at holding an audience and they're entertaining and they're quality music. So people are like, oh my God, I had no idea that this was here. So you know, maybe next time since they watch that, they'll, that'll start getting in the recommendations. They'll look for other artists. They'll come back to that artist. That artist, when they're done with their stream, will raid another channel, which means when you're done with your stream, you can send all your viewers to another live channel. It's called a raid. It's really fun. So okay. people will discover another one. Um, I mean, I've been I've been uh, a viewer sometimes where I've discovered three other artists because the one I watched rated another channel, and then they rated a channel, and then they rated a channel, you know, and you kind of stay on, you know, for the ride. So I feel like the awareness is um, it's definitely getting better on Twitch as far as music is here and it's good and the artists are cool and it's fun. So come on in, you know, versus, you know, trying to, to launch your own standalone platform. There was another one, uh, Chew.TV, Chew like you're chewing gum. Okay. That was, that was all DJs and they got bought by BandLab. And um, they're still part of BandLab, but they kind of got, you know, ensconced in that. I'm not sure how big of a deal Chew is or that is the name Chew is gone. They just have that within everything that BandLab does right now. So I feel like, you know, we're still in early adopter stages, which is really good if you want to start a channel, because as something, as a platform gets bigger, you'll rise with it. And that's where you want to be on any platform. Like, I think if you were to join SoundCloud right now, good luck getting recognized. You know, just randomly, you're not. Yeah. Uh, same thing if, you know, if I decided to be, you know, a makeup influencer, good luck with me and my YouTube videos unless I do something really crazy. You know, it's like it's so saturated. It's not saturated like that right now um, with Twitch, but it's going to be. I totally see this taking off and getting bigger and bigger over the next year. So yeah. if you get in now and get a foothold on a little bit of an audience you're only going to rise up with that as the platform itself rises. Definitely. And and this really applies to any, whether it's a social media, a new social media platform or service launches or, or a new video streaming service. I mean, 
in, instead of saying, hey, no, nobody's really using this, look at it as nobody's really paying attention to this. It's not going to take that much of my time to get on here and get started. And whatever the audience may be, even if they're smaller initially, I'm going to get a head start on everyone else. I'm going to get better at this. I'm going to grow my following. And then everyone else, one year from now, will be trying to catch up. And uh, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be miles ahead of them. Yeah. It's, um, well, and the good thing also, yeah. here's, here's the, the other reasons why I think it's, it's worth it. A, it's really fun. You guys, it's super fun. Like once you start playing and people, you know, respond and they're applauding with their emotes and they're requesting songs and you're chatting and catching up from, you know, whatever you're talking about last time. Like it's fun. It's not, it's not a slog the way posting content on a social network can just kind of be a slog, right? So A, it's super fun. Do it anyway. B, there's actually a monetary benefit with this and you don't need that many viewers to really get a monetary benefit. So if you have, you know, between 100 and 200 concurrent viewers, um, which takes a while to build up to, I will tell you that. But um, if you have even like that few, um, that's a solid side hustle. That That's like, that's going to help you supplement your tour, supplement the gear that you want to get, supplement the song you want to record, supplement, you know, hiring a, a publicist or a marketing person. Like that's enough money to do those kinds of things. You know, if you if you are getting more than that, um, it's, for some people, it's a full-time job. There are definitely streamers who have quit their jobs, you know, after, you know, six months to a year, and this is all they do. If you're a band, that's more difficult because there's more of you to split the money across. But if you're a solo or a duo, um, it's entirely possible that, you know, you could be doing music full-time uh, on Twitch. Or in live streaming in general, I think Twitch is the best place right now. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, even like you said, for a band, it, it could be money that goes towards uh, the creation of your next music video or yeah. mastering your next album or yes. whatever you need. Yeah. Because, you know, a, a lot of bands, especially when they're in the early stages, they don't necessarily want to take money that they they haven't made and start investing that. But if they can start to make, you know, if you make $500 a month, uh, live streaming uh, to begin with, put that aside and that's going to build up $6,000 in a year. You can use that to do some pretty cool stuff with your music. Imagine. You can actually like record in a real studio and get real mastering and, you know, pay someone to do a beautiful um, cover for you and like look pro. And that stuff makes a big difference. I'm sure you've told, um, I'm sure you told your, your readers that you're just looking like you're pro getting good photography, getting a good album cover, having a good bio written, just like having your your presentation together really goes far when someone's discovering an artist. Yeah, absolutely. And it's those, you know, you could have a, an amazingly well-written song, but if if the quality of the audio isn't there, it's, it's not going to get the same result as if it was polished. Um, so... If you've got money where you can invest into those things, of course, that's important. That's an entirely different conversation. But, um, yes, making that money from live streaming to be able to reinvest it back into your music is definitely going to help you as well. Um, for some people, they, they may just be in a position where they make enough money that they can quit their day job and go live once a day, five times a week. 
whenever they like and um they're, they're happy they've set themselves up financially and they just keep doing that and enjoy it enjoy it yeah the freedom is really great like yeah for example marina v um who's marina v music on twitch i talked her into doing it around this time last year because um a, I just thought she'd be really good for it. And I sort of wanted a guinea pig and she was game. What I didn't know was that she was pregnant and she was going to have her baby in May, which means she couldn't tour. And she makes a decent amount of her money um, touring. So she'll do, she'll do the regular clubs and so forth. And she has her fans, but she also does wineries. <laughs> you know, she makes, a, she makes a pretty good buck doing, you know, a bunch of summer afternoon, Saturday winery shows. Um, and she, she couldn't do any of that this year. So I'm like, well, why don't we just tour you on Twitch? And she's done online concerts before and they've gone really well. And she's got a very dedicated fan base that love her and they show up for her every week. Um, and when new people come into the chat and watch her, they are so wonderfully welcoming to all those new people. Uh, they even gift them subscriptions, um, and we've we've actually made a lot of friends along the way. And also with Twitch is it's international. So um, because she's Russian, she tends to appeal to um, a lot of European um, people. And she actually has fans in Europe. So we'll do Sunday at noon. So her Euro crowd can watch her. And then we'll do right now we're doing um, one other day of the week, uh, a week, a weeknight evening U.S. time. Um, we'll build her up to more days per week once she, once she uh, kind of gets further into the mommy experience. It's a bit tough right now, um, but it's perfect for her because she can do it on her schedule, you know, and she can um, can prepare songs and talk to her fans and make money that she needs to make and also be a stay-at-home mom. That is fantastic, yeah. and you know that that is the dream and. What's cool is everyone has a different goal. They have a different idea of ideally where they see themselves in the music industry. Uh, and, you know, that's that's a perfect example of someone who, yes, loves touring, but when touring is not a possibility, is still able to connect with that audience. And, um, you know, th this is a great opportunity for those people to continue to perform, even if it is a somewhat different setting. Uh, they they still get that feel of performing and that direct feedback and uh, response and, and engagement from an A audience um, online. Mm -hmm. That's really cool to see and hear. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I love and just the creative freedom is a whole other thing too. There's another artist, um, anybody's interested in seeing what it can really look like when it's really done well, check out a couple streams on Twitch. Um, it's a, they are a couple, they're husband and wife when they stream, they've been at it for, um, almost four years now and, um, been up probably three to five days a week, a few hours a session. They're really good. They're sort of like folky acoustic. Um, what was their name? A couple streams. Oh, okay. Literally yeah. a, couple a couple streams. streams. Yeah. There's some underscores in there, but just look up a couple streams and you'll see it. And, um, I mean, they, you know, had nothing going on before. Didn't even necessarily had, have songs that they were um, putting out or anything. They were just going around the bedroom and, and came across Twitch because I think the husband's a gamer and um, just started it and start, you know, they do really beautiful covers. And then they started kind of, you know, filling their originals in there. 
And it just gave them time and the space and the resources to, to be thoughtful about putting out songs and how they're going to present that and um, uh, which covers they wanted to put out was kind of determined by, by their audience. Um, but now they're putting out a full record, you know, and they can, they can do that completely at their own whim where they want to record it, the songs they want to do. Um, they're not really big on touring. So that's not going to be a thing for them. I don't think, um, which is also another thing. They don't really want to tour. They, they, they kind of just, they kind of just want to be artists and live, you know, live their lives and play some music and put some records out. And, you know, it's really hard to just do that. If you're just playing the Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, iTunes game, like it's tough. You, you need to go out and play. You need to go out and do that. And um, they don't really need to do that. They can just sort of have the music career that they want to have. And, and it's, um, it's really, it's really cool. It's a whole, it's a whole different, like, I always say like, for the longest time, we're like, you know, we don't need labels, you know, we don't need, uh, we can, we have um, our own self-distribution, like they don't need anything. They're doing everything themselves. They don't need an agent. <laughs> they don't need PR. Like they need none of that. They're, they're totally DIY. Yeah, that's it. And, um, you know, that, that's not to completely dismiss labels, of course, for all of our no, label no, friends sure. that are watching. But, yeah. it, you know, what, what we are saying is that artists do have access to a lot of tools that they never used to have access to. They have access to a lot of information and insights now. And, um, you know, the power really is in the artist's hands. It's if you choose to go and do this yourself and use it or you choose to work with other people or a team. Uh, but you just need to know that this is available to you. And especially in the early stages, you don't need to wait until management find you or a label find you. You can go out and start doing this yourself. That Nobody's going to say, oh, we were looking to sign you, but then we saw that you've been live streaming and, uh, you know, we feel like it's too late. It's you're, you can, you can do this. You are in control. Uh, so well, whatever stage fans, you are at. Live stream fans are the jackpot of all fans. Yeah. You know, that that's the fan that we're trying to get by putting up YouTube videos and Instagram posts and putting out songs on Spotify and, you know, going after playlists. That's the fan we're trying to cultivate by doing all the fan that will show up for us, the fan that will spend money, the fan that the fan that will engage with other fans. Like that's, that's what you can build a career on. You know, that's the hard thing. People will join your email list. I mean, whoa, you can make money off an email list. Like that's, those are the people who are, who just really like you and want to follow your career. And will support you in the things that you want to do. They'll join your Patreon. And those are the kinds of fans that you are developing on Twitch. And you, in some cases, are earning them one by one, and it can feel really slow. But the value of that relationship and the potential of that relationship, I think, is much, much, much bigger than the 5,000 fans you have on Instagram where only 10, you know, like a post or comment when you when you post something yeah that's it it's those real fans that you can actually almost reach out and touch yeah uh, yeah, yeah sure. absolutely and you know instagram and other social media a lot of the time it is just likes and you know emoji comments whereas um 
what I like about these live streams is that there's just this ongoing feed and not just people speaking directly to the artist or whoever's performing, but they start talking amongst themselves as well. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps them there too. I mean, it's the whole community feeling. It's, oh, I want to go and hang out with 100 friends. I don't know who they are exactly, but I know that they're most likely going to be there. And like you said, it is very similar to gaming. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a strong gamer by any means. I'm not going to try and pretend that I am. But I know that with gaming, it is very much community as well. People like to get together, watch other people play games, watch people comment, do their own commentary on a game. They like to talk about what they're seeing and what they've experienced. And to be able to create that community around your music and your performance, I mean, that's just so valuable to be able to have that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I want to be clear, you know, I'm not saying don't be on Instagram. I'm not saying don't be on Facebook. All, all those social networks have their purpose. And I'm even telling the native Twitch artists, you know, go build your YouTube, go build your Instagram, go build yeah. your email list. Um, and the perfect example is, is the live stream platform that just closed. A lot of those artists had 20,000 followers on those services and they don't know how to get a hold of them anymore. They're gone. Um, and they didn't really migrate them off to Instagram and off to YouTube and off to their own email list. And if you do that, then you have another way to stay in touch with them. Um, and the streamers actually do use Twitter and Instagram and so forth to um, say when they're going live. We'll do a cute little, you know, Facebook video, Instagram story, whatever, saying, hey, I'm going live, I'm playing these songs today, come on down. And it's just a way to, you know, find people where that where they are and direct them to where you want to go. Um, but I mean, every platform definitely has, obviously has its value or it wouldn't still be around, right? Yeah. Um, so, so you definitely use them all. Um, oh, the good thing about Twitch is that you can pull content out of your stream for your content calendar on your other social networks. So you can't really pull your Instagram and your Facebook content into your stream. It just it doesn't really work. But since you've just made a video, you can then edit that video, um, which is pretty simple. Twitch has tools for that, um, which is just a share tool. Or you can actually download the stream itself and use a, use a video editor and chop it up and post little moments from your stream. You know, and, and that's that's your post for Monday, you know check mark. <laughs> um, yeah. That's your post for Friday. Uh, con- this is you know, what happened on our stream last time, you know, come come visit us next time. Here's the link, that sort of thing. So you can actually, um, it actually helps take some of the heat off uh, the pressure to post so much new content on your other socials just by repurposing some of your Twitch content. And what's really smart about that is you've got that uh, that piece of content from the live stream People are going to see that, realize that it happened during a live stream, and without necessarily saying it, you're promoting the fact that, hey, I do live streams. Next time, you could actually be part of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's really cool as well. The fact that you've got that extra content, like you, like you said, you know, an artist's time is important. They, a lot, a lot of artists still have day jobs and things like that as well, um, or they have kids, they have partners. There's other things that they like to spend their time on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to sit down, do that live stream, then go back to the recording and pull some content that you can post on your other social media, that's, that's awesome. 
Absolutely. And your viewers can do that too. Anybody can make a clip out of a live stream. You just, you press the little, there's a little like um, director's clapboard. Mm -hmm. It's kind of in the bottom right side of the video. You click on that and it'll take that moment. Um, it'll back it up, I think, 30 seconds and add, I think, 30 seconds. So you can pull uh, and you have to like, you have to pick um, a smaller amount of time from that, from that 60. Uh, but then you, you can create a clip. It goes on the streamers page and then you can share that out to your socials from there. So your audience can get involved in helping you to promote your stream too. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a good system. I like it. Mm -hmm. I'm inspired now. I, I have to get on and start playing around. <laughs> I, it's, uh, I'm one of those people that was scared. I always tell artists, just, you know what, start watching. Yeah. Go to Twitch, go to the music category, poke around and see what other people are doing. And you will see how, um, you will see how like easy it is to do and how approachable all the creators are and you know how much fun people are having in the chat and it sort of gives you the content to to try it yourself you know again it doesn't need to be it's not a concert it's not a a set you know you just start you just start playing and play what you want and then someone requests something and if you play that song then play that song if not then just kind of you know keep going with what you can play but there are people who you know, for sure, personality is winning out over talent, 100%. Um, and it's fine because it's a, it's a creator platform. It's not a hardcore merit talent platform the way Spotify is um, or Pandora. Um, you, I mean, you can get pretty far just by, by being a good creator and being entertaining. So don't worry so much about being perfect and everything having to be on key and hitting a bad note and... I messed that up and you know, it's okay to start over. It's people are there to hang out and have a good time. Yeah, that's it. And you know, when, when you do make those mistakes, it, it's fine. Just keep going. I mean, it, it shows that it's live and it wasn't pre-recorded. It wasn't, it wasn't planned. It wasn't scripted, you know, and um, that makes it, you know, even more fun for the audience. Cause they go, wow, you know, um, I didn't expect to see that, but clearly this is live. Um, so yeah, don't don't be shy of that. Don't be shy of making mistakes. I mean, there's probably five comments I've made in this live stream that I wish I could go back and delete. Yeah. Who cares? You know, it's um we're we're human and this is real. Marina's fans actually like it when she messes up. They they feel like it makes the whole thing a little more human and and personal. Um yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, we're getting some more comments coming in here. A little bit of love. So uh, mm -hmm. thank you once again. If anybody um, has any questions, uh, fire away. I, I always feel like I cover everything, but then I'm, maybe I'm not. I don't know. I'm happy to explain anything more or if anybody has any questions. Yeah, absolutely. And what I was going to suggest as well, if it's okay with you, is um, after we end this live stream, maybe sticking around and just uh, – monitoring the comments to see if there's any extra questions that come in. I mean, I'd be more than happy to answer what I can, but I, I know that there's probably a number of people that have questions that they would love to ask you as well. I'm, I'm happy to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this is my favorite topic. I'll talk about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I remember the first time we met and it was the shortest meeting and I, I knew instantly that we could have talked all day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You, Music tectonics, that's right. And it was the end of the day. 
and uh, we were burnt out from talking, but all of a sudden I got this burst of energy when, when we connected because I, I feel like we'd been looking for each other all day as well. Oh, over many conferences as well. <laughs> Not the first conference. We're like, oh, we should get together. And it just never happened. No, it was good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we might wrap up the live stream portion of this for now. As mentioned, <laughs> we'll hang out in the comments. But uh, for anyone that's wanting to follow you, I'm just going to put up your socials that I grabbed before. Yep. Uh, so obviously on Twitter, we've got at Karen Allen and also at Twitch for Music. And your website, twitchformusicians.com. That's it. Yeah. A lot of information there. Um, if you sign up for my email list, you'll get the first two chapters of the book for free uh, and the um, links to the course. I mean, the book is everywhere. You can get it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and pretty much everywhere. And um, the course is really great because the course is video walkthroughs and it's also Q&A. You can ask me any question you want about any course and like it's it's like a regular school course, basically. So you get a lot more hands on um hands-on help from me by taking the course, but uh, you can certainly just read the book and, and get the gist. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Well, one more time, Karen, thank you so much for joining us thank you. and joining me and everyone else that's been tuned in. Yeah. Uh, this is only the second time we've actually had a proper conversation, but it feels like we've known each other a long time. So I know. When are you back in LA? I'll be back. I'll be back. Probably not till January, I'd say. Um, but I will definitely be letting you know, and I will be picking your brain more about okay. live streaming. Great. Oh, January. Um, I'm speaking at a panel at NAM. So if anybody out there is going to NAM, um, it's on the Thursday afternoon. It's a new technology panel. Um, but I'll be at NAM all day. If if uh, anybody watching wants to catch up, just um, hit me on socials. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Karen, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone that's tuned in. Uh, we'll catch you in the comments and have a great day. All right. Fantastic. Bye, guys. Thank you.